Hello and welcome to the Knock On Scoreline.ie's Rugby Podcast. I'm Stephen Byrne and over the next while we're going to talk to former Leinster captain Chris Pym on the show Ireland's team to face Scotland in the Six Nations this weekend. Keith Earls gets a one-year contract extension with the IRFU. We talk about the Six Nations being bought into and possibly going behind the TV paywall. Kilkenny's Tim Corkery in line to get a debut with Leinster in the Pro 14. We talk about Leinster's win over Ulster to book their place against Munster in the final and the Champions Cup draw involving Leinster, Munster and the other provinces. Um, Chris, the Ireland team, we're, we're recording this on a Friday, so the Ireland team has just landed. Have you had a look yet? Yeah, I had a quick look. Um, I suppose no major surprises. Um, really getting back in, I would have thought, was fairly standard. Uh, a little bit surprised the Herring got in. I would have thought that it was in Farrell's interest to kind of keep nudging Kelleher along. I think he offers more around the park. Um, obviously, he'd want the one squint line out there last week. But other than that, I was a little bit surprised. But look, I mean, I'd say he'll come on. I'd say Kelleher will come in fairly early on in the second half as well. So it's nearly like two teams. I think the one thing... I would say about looking at the two teams is that our bench looks very strong next to theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, if you were to go man for man and pick, you know, if you if you were picking your joints team between the two teams, you'd be picking an awful lot of Irish lads ahead of the Scottish lads, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on that basis... I'd like to think um, we'd be in for good results. Yeah, my fingers crossed. We we need it as well. Um, just to, what would you call it? Just to reassure the nation and themselves that the the good win and the good sort of patterns of play that we've seen emerging against Italy wasn't just because it was Italy, um, and that there was actually something forming out of that. Yeah, no, exactly. So, and I think I do think we'll get that on Saturday or Sunday, I should say. Um, I think, yeah, look, it's very difficult to judge how good or bad the performance against Italy was because of who they are. But then, you know, that's that's the same for every team. So I think our record against Scotland is very good. Um, I think certainly from a, a man-for-man uh, measurement, I don't think anybody would be going in there worrying about them, worrying about Scotland. We have a lot of players who are used to Winning week in, week out. They have a lot of players through Edinburgh and Glasgow who maybe wouldn't have the same confidence as winning. And, uh, yeah, look, I'd be optimistic. I think we were, we're in a good place. And I, I would expect an Irish win. Um, just having a look at the different positions. So, Keane Healy, we expected to come back in. His backup is Dave Kilcoyne. Dave has been rewarded for form. Um, good match against uh, Italy as well, but just a hard worker and he's really put his hand up this year as well. You can't really drop him um, at this stage. Porter, of course, keeps his uh, place there as well behind Furlong. Furlong's back in the front row, of course. We were all expecting he'd be named. He's, he's a sure thing uh, every week. And the, the question that you were talking about there was uh, uh, Herring and uh, Kelleher, but we'll, we'll see how that one works out. Um, yeah, front row is strong as ever, I suppose, based on what we've seen. Yeah, exactly. So I think you're kind of moving into the second row there. There was no great surprises. And I think given the 
the performance from Byrne last week. It was going to be very hard to mix up the back row coming into this week. Connors absolutely did nothing wrong as well. And CJ gives you that bit of stability and um, experience. So, yeah, look, I think the pack is very much along expected lines. But I think the bench, you have Killer, Kelleher, um, Baird, and who's covering the back row? Conan, uh, is it? Jack Conan is in there, yeah. Yeah, so every one of those is going to add something when they come into the into the game as well. So I think I think we're in good shape up front, to be honest. Absolutely. And I'd be very surprised if uh, they get the better of us. And I think the scrum in particular, and the line-out, obviously, since Paul O'Connell has come in, has improved. So I think, you know, from the set-piece stuff, that we should be in good shape, and I'd as as last week to be honest, uh, expect us to get after their scrum. I think we'd have we'd have a chance maybe disrupting them there a bit, which would I think give the team huge confidence and move on from there. Have we started to see the changing of the guard at scrum half? Uh, Connor Murray's on the bench. Gibson yeah. Park is yeah, interesting start. call. Interesting yeah. call, and again, you know, they're obviously much closer to it. Been in camp when they're all week, but. Um, it's hard to know what Murray offers you off the bench. He gives you stability and experience and, you know, good at his function ordinarily, but I'm just not sure. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not sure he gives you a whole lot off the bench, whereas Gibson Park coming in gives you something different. Um, so... Yeah, that'd be really interesting to see. But yeah, maybe it's the change in the guard. But, you know, you think about you've got Craig Casey coming off the bench. He's giving you something. He's giving you something different. And, um, but yeah, look, I mean, I don't know. I suppose the other thing is they can't throw Murray to the, the Wolves. He's on a he's on a serious senior contract as well. So it's... Um, yeah, I think there's a bit, a bit of people management going on there, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but Murray might just have had his best days behind him. Yeah. But great. you look at the amount of scrum halves who are bubbling under with Luke McGrath can't get in the squad, Cooney's good bit of stuff, you know, Cale and Blade, you, any amount of good scrum halves. Obviously, that's not including Casey. So mm-hmm. um, it's we're probably in a good spot there at nine, to be honest. Absolutely. Great to see uh, Craig Casey coming off the bench against Italy. And like you said, we see what he can do. Jameson Gibson Park is fast. Craig Casey was faster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it was good. Now, I do think um, people were saying that basically um, Blades kind of got an edge on Casey last week in the Munster Connacht game. Um, you know, that he maybe didn't impact the game as much as he would have liked, but it was a funny old game as well. I mean, I actually thought Connacht were the better side, bar the Haley try at the end. And um, I think Munster would have been in a spot of bother. So, hard, um, yeah, you know. that's probably par for the course for their season so far. There's been a lot of last minute <laughs> drop goals, and yeah, you know the tight tight wins, even in the Champions Cup as well. <laughs> that. The the, the 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 comeback they had as well, you know, the the game had gone away from them and they pulled it back. In fairness to them, yeah. it's uh, no, a sign of a good side as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. winning ugly. Liverpool did it for years. 
Absolutely. Um, that's for, very... for Fergie time as well with Man United. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe it's a measure of a side, I don't know. Absolutely. But at least there's a solid foundation there anyway. Um, yeah. Keith Earl's contract was announced this week. Uh, he's the third one in the last couple of weeks and Keith gets a one-year contract as well. And again, I go back to the point about Peter O'Mahony. Um, what, a pe- what a piece of work. <laughs> uh, he's... he's yeah. um, and that's with, uh, we've talked about this already, Chris. That's with respect to Peter, but getting a two-year deal in the current circumstances is quite quite a thing. Yeah. When you've quite got a thing, yeah. Will Collins, yeah, yeah. Will Connor, sorry, Jack Conan, CJ Stander, you've burned dropping from the second row into the back row. You've oh just yeah. look at the Leinster back rows coming through. You could put Scott Penny exactly. in against Italy and he'd do a job, you know? Yeah, no, um, no, not sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, what do you make of these contracts? There's more to come out. I know not a lot of players' contracts aren't up yet, but um... yeah, I keep waiting for the bad news, someone to get bad news. But it's uh, yeah, it just keeps coming. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Earl's still, he's possibly fortunate to get a full contract again for another year. But um, again, given you've stopped a low. Um, you know, there's a good few guys I would have thought were ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but so I know he got the nod again this week. So he obviously trains well, but um, he's a little bit like Ringrose in that I always just feel there's a little bit more than we ever get to see. Yeah. Um, and um, I keep waiting for him to prove me wrong. But uh, look, yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, look, we're delighted for him. For friend of uh, friend of. A friend of mine often said, Chris, uh, if, you, if Keith Earls played for Leinster, he'd be. <laughs> um, if he was with that Leinster team, the Joe Schmidt era, um, he, he would have been something else. He just felt he never got his total. Um, we never got to see Keith Earls at 100, 100 you know, 110% uh, as yeah. in a lot of games, you know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But it's, um, yeah, look, it is what it is. So. Um, yeah, no delight for him to get another year, but um, and you know, there's one or two of those guys going to have to drop off a senior contract, but I haven't seen it yet. So, um, and I guess they win at the weekend. There'll be another one or two yep. announced as well. So we'll see what happens. Trip fed out over the Six Nations. Um, yeah, yeah, Jacob Stockdale, of course, he did okay against Leinster last weekend. You know, he, you would have thought he was. But well, not back straight back into a starting team, but they're there about. But then, like we said, we've if uh, yeah. Larmer on the bench, um, James Lowe is back in there as well. It's just huge competition uh, for places. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think I don't know whether the, the two shouldn't feed into one another. But um, if Earls hadn't been in the twenty-three, and then he gets a one-year extension, it just it makes it more difficult to, but he slots straight back in there into the 15 and he gets his one year extension. It's like, ooh, because I mean, you're absolutely right. You could have picked Larmer, you could have picked Conway, you could have picked Stockdale, you could have picked any amount of them who I don't think would have given you any less than Earls would have given you. But hey, look, it is what it is. We don't, we don't get to pick the team, we just get to talk about it absolutely aren't we privileged um exactly. six nations uh so there's a big deal announced during the week uh it was 
it was rumoured and there was plenty of discussion about it over the last year or two. Uh, but CCV have bought a, I think it was 14 point something percent stake in the Six Nations, um, which obviously gives a cash boost to the nations and uh, 56 odd million to the IRFU at a time of need, I suppose. But I suppose the concerning thing and the discussion around it, Chris, was the fact that the Six Nations ultimately could end up going behind a paywall. Yeah, which is not good for anybody. And I mean, I remember when Sky had the six, all the English games, that there was talk of literally them going from millions watching Six Nations games down to, I think there was a game or something where they had less than 100,000 people or something watching one of the internationals. And they were like, well, we can never let this happen again. It's bloody, bloody, blah. But it's very hard if someone's offering you 450 million or whatever the total package was that um to turn it away as well and i mean i know they've spent huge money in in formula one so they have a plan and um yeah look it's not a it's not an area of my expertise uh, tv sponsorship and that sort of thing but it's um it probably is a worry um long term but then you can't argue with you can't argue you're in a professional sport you can't argue with people pumping basically half a billion um worth of money into your into your industry so and it is a business after all so you know rugby unions all have to balance their books and and try and make the game as professional as they can so it's very hard for them to to walk away from that sort of money so it's uh yeah it's something i need to do a bit of digging on but it's it's um it's great in the short term for the money to get the game but long term you know as you say if it's going to end up behind a paywall that's not i don't think that's good for anybody's game yeah it's the fans that will suffer uh, as a result of the buyout and of course the timing as well and um, there's such huge amounts of revenue lost um with coronavirus this year and last year yeah. as well so yeah it's it's one of those things it's a timing thing as well um if you actually want to read more about that anyone that's listening to this podcast go on to scoreline.ie shane o'keefe has done up an article on it um and the possible consequences for supporters and fans uh inverted commas going forward as the politicians say um, and possible knock-on prices for Six Nations admissions and all that stuff. Um, Chris we'll move on to provincial matters um, and before we get on to Pro 14 and all that stuff some great news coming out yesterday on Thursday uh, Tim Corkery Bennett's Bridgeman St Kieran's College Kilkenny RFC now he plays his uh, Rugby with UCD um, getting named on the bench for the Leinster senior team to face Zebra at the weekend. Um, another local man takes a step up. Great news. There you go. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Brilliant opportunity for him. And uh, he clearly is, he's clearly, uh, he's clearly one to watch. And I know there's, uh, there's a, a bit of a queue building to be uh, Johnny's successor, but he's certainly put himself in a in a good position to step forward there and uh, yeah best of luck to the young fella hopefully uh, hopefully he gets a gallop this evening it'd be great and yeah. uh, brilliant for Kilkenny Rugby Club as well to be uh, getting the lads on the, on the big stage 
Absolutely, because it's stuff like that, uh, Chris, you know well, Sean O'Brien did it with Tullo and everything. It, it yeah, makes absolutely. young fellas and young girls believe that, Janie Mack, you know what, this guy's after getting the Leinster call up, that could be me. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's no, fantastic. And that's where it's all the, the dreams all begin, absolutely, in your own backyard. So, yeah, no, fantastic. Um. Yeah, so that's that's again Zebra. So Leo Cullen is trying out a lot of uh, a lot of young lads as possible two uh, debuts in that game as well. Um, of course, Leinster have already qualified for the Pro 14 final. They did that by beating Ulster last weekend, and what was a strange match? <laughs> it was more yeah, card. It was actually added. a really good, really good game. It I really was. Yeah, it. the rugby was um, fantastic. It was more cards I mean, added to Ulster. the birthday party. Yeah, Ulster until the sending off were irresistible. I mean, they were playing some fantastic stuff. And to be honest, the sending off absolutely destroyed the game. Yeah. Um, because it was a brilliant contest up to that. And I was really looking forward to seeing if Leinster could survive it. Because, I mean, their backs were on fire. They were absolutely yeah. looked sensational there for that first 20 minutes. And you know, Leinster hung in really well. And but I mean, yeah, once the sending off came, it unfortunately just changed completely changed the the dynamic of the game. And Leinster were within ten minutes were kind of totally in control of the game. But it was I would love to have seen a fifteen aside from both of them because uh, yeah, Ulster Ulster backs really looked like they were uh, they were going to cause us a few problems. Yeah, yeah, well, I, had, yeah. I, had, I had my worries, Chris, um, when Ulster started going <laughs> me, ahead. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was going, oh, I, was, I said to me, watching it with my wife, Louise, she's big into rugby as well. And I said, um, I'd Ulster up for this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they time. were fantastic rugby. I just love the speed. I love where Ulster... Yeah, how they've progressed the speed of the ball, the plays that they're doing. They're just they're they're almost playing Leinster at their own game, more or less. Um, or a game that Leinster be familiar with. Uh, but yeah, that really just uh, pulled up the wins out of sales of the whole game as well. And just talking about that incident, Ed Byrne uh, carrying the ball. Um, no, Ed Byrne tackling, sorry. And as uh, Ulster were carrying the ball at the time as well. And your, your man led with the elbow. Um, yeah, I suppose in the cold light of day, you look at it, It's he makes contact with the face, neck area. Um, and as the book goes, yeah, it's a card, um, red card. It's, and you can hear I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it. I don't agree with it. I think it was a genuine mistake. I don't think he looked to Leeds. So, uh, now, you can't really tell because you're not in the pitch, but all you're looking at the TV pictures, when he hit him first, he hit him what I would call kind of cross the chest bone. And then it looked to me like it slid up into his neck. You couldn't really tell that from the, from the, because whatever way they stopped the camera, you just see your, his elbow in his neck. But, you know, I would have said it hit, it hit his chest and slid up. And that's not the same as direct contact into the neck. But obviously when you freeze from the camera, his elbow is stuck in your man's neck. And I think that's yeah. a, Law to be honest with that ruling because it doesn't really tell you the whole picture and and I think as well in that it absolutely it's when it's going to be as stark as that as in completely change the whole dynamic of the game losing a prop like that 
I think there has to be a level of common sense, but there's common sense and there's following the laws. And, you know, there's, I think there's a happy medium somewhere in between. Yeah. Because um, I fully appreciate player safety and all that is paramount. But I, I genuinely felt that was a, was a bad call. And the fact that he only got two weeks, I think, tells you that the adjudicators thought the same because they couldn't give you any less. Yeah. So, because a direct blow into the neck is totally different to, I think, what actually happened on the day. So, yeah. I have a lot of sympathy for um, for your man, Warwick. So, yeah. but, you, uh, look, it is what it is, but yeah. With respect to Frank Murphy as well, Frank was trying to play it down a bit, um, but it was yeah, the team was, that sort yeah. of pushed it a bit, going, no, no, it's it's with the head, it's a, it's a red, it's a red. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reality is Frank was on the pitch. He saw it happen. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, look, it is what it is. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of cards generally in the match. Um, and yeah, look, it's it's challenging. It's challenging. But yeah, it was unfortunate because it looked like it spoiled what could have been an absolute belter of a game. Yep, absolutely. Here, here. Um, and just taking the card out of it, Chris, and just looking at it from a well, we know Ulster were played fantastic on the night, and even after that as well, they kept they kept playing, they kept trying, they kept doing their best, I suppose. Leinster, though, at the far side of the pitch, yes, they the man up. Um, like Leinster did lose um Devin Toner and a couple of players to the bin as well at different parts of the match, but Leinster, when they got inside the opposition's half or even inside their 22, are just incredible. Just the whole thing just goes up three or four gears um, and they're really hard to stop on the line. Yeah, look, they're very, very clinical. And I mean, you've got likes, the likes of uh, Scott Fardy in there and Toner and stuff. They're like old dogs to the hard road. That's meat and drink to them. You know, I mean, they just, they'd be loving that. So, and, it, you know, they have the patience and the, obviously the skill set that they can go phase after phase, but they uh, look, they're kind of, there was only one result once, once we got inside their 22 and um, yeah, look, they were, they were impressive to be sure, to be fair. Your man did pretty well. He got man of the match on the night. Keep an eye yeah, on him. He wasn't, he, he wasn't bad, was he? Chris Pym called yeah. Chris Pym called it weeks ago. Um, he says, keep an eye out for this young fella. He was absolutely incredible, Chris. He was everywhere. And then absolutely. he went down uh, injured. And we said, ah, oh, that's probably yeah. the end of that. No, he went down with a cramp. Sorry. And he said, ah, oh, that's yeah. probably Scott now. He's, he's worn out. And another 20 minutes. Uh, was That yeah. was 60 minutes. And he played the last 20 minutes like he played the first 20. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> he's some dude. He's some dude. Yeah. Look. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I don't know what they're going to do with him. But. Yeah, uh, look, he's getting his gallop every week, so that'll keep him happy for now. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's a great bit of stuff. So, and he just continues to continues to blossom every week. So, fantastic, yeah, brilliant yeah. for him. I hear a few people trying to turn him into a hooker. He said it'd be a great lad if he was a hooker. He's a bit on this. Yeah. Well, the smaller side, he's six foot, but um, that's yeah, in right. rugby, that's a bit on the smaller side. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, so you have you have Dan Sheehan there at six foot three, so he's uh, he's the other extreme. So and he did well as well. So he did. Yeah, Dan's a good bit of stuff, and I think he's is he starting tonight? I think he's starting tonight. Yeah, and he's probably got the straightest darts for a hooker in the country at the moment, um, based yeah, on the match dart, last week. Darts are good. Yeah, yeah, darts are very good. So yeah, yeah he's a good bit of stuff. Yeah. 
It's a problem we have in Ireland at the moment. Our hookers can't throw straight and they keep up for some reason, even at international level. It's a strange, really strange predicament to be in. But yeah. Leinster have even suffered the last couple of years. They haven't had a really, really solid hooker that yeah. can throw the darts perfectly. The closest... Yeah, Cronin gave you so much around the park, but his darts were never never his strong points. Yeah. But you kind of forgave him because he gave you so much in the loose. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that sets up the Pro 14 final against Munster. So, yeah, it's a wait and see. It's a couple of weeks away. Um, Six Nations will be just finished. Uh, yeah. And uh, then with that, so uh, there you are. There's the dilemma, Chris. You have all these young fellas going out, playing Ulster's, I wouldn't say first team, but nearly first team. Leinster missing 15 internationals plus, um, and they bring on the Scott Pennies and... The Dan Sheens yeah. and all that stuff, and uh, so who do you drop and who do you keep for a final? Yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult one, and I mean the problem they have is they go Six Nations, Pro Fourteen final, Europe, yeah, three weeks in a row. So it'll be very interesting. I would imagine they leave out most of the um, most of the frontliners um, for that Pro final. But look, I know they'll all want to play in it, so. It'll be interesting to see what they do, but yeah, and it's like anything. It's a bit like the FA Cup run with the, in the soccer, the lads get you all the way to the final, and then they're really in the the big, the big boys for the for the big day. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I think um, Lancaster would be the kind of guy who'd go. Well, look, these are the guys who got us here. Yeah. How do you tell um, Harry Harry Byrne that Johnny Sexton has taken your place, or your brother Ross yeah. is? Yeah, it's a tough one, yeah. you know. Yeah, tough one, <laughs> tough one. But yeah, look, that's not our problem. That's what Leo gets paid the big bucks for. Uh, so, like but, I said, we get to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. We don't mind as long as we get the results of the last uh, half five or whatever time when the game is over. Yeah, so, absolutely. But, actually, somebody I meant to mention there just before we move off the Pro, ten, pro 14 stuff was your man, Balakun. Oh, he was pretty How good was he? He was yeah, excellent. Jesus, and he's only he back was, from injury. He was unreal. Yeah. He's so he's definitely he's definitely a star of the future. Absolutely. And uh, that try which was on disallowed, but uh, wow, just he's he's a serious looking prospect. He didn't look like a fellow that's only back after a long absence, yeah. Chris. He was very yeah. fit looking, very physical, um yeah. specimen of a fella. Um just really, really strong. But yeah, Definitely. and he's just yeah. There's there you are. Now we're like so we're tripping up over players now. Now the thing is, who yeah. do you pick? Balakun is exactly, is and you give him Keith Earls and extensions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and then he plays like and the Balakun plays like that. No, he is. He was he was fantastic now at the weekend. Um, and a real uh, yeah, just so fast and strong. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great when these fellas do that, though. You know, and we know. Well, I've been watching Balakun bits and pieces on and off, but he really just showed what he was mm. capable of at the weekend. Um, and sure, Ulster fans have been raving about him for a long time. Um, yeah, that's what you want to see coming through as well. Some stars like that, and you hope that they make the grade mm. and step yeah. it up as well to international. Yeah, there was another guy actually. The guy I don't know whether you read his backstory. The guy from Offaly, the Cormac. Izzy, they call him the second row who came on yeah. for um in the second half. He had a brilliant backstory. I don't know whether you did you see it or read it. Yeah, he's from Burr, is it? 
He's from Offaly originally. His mother yeah. was um, related to, so he's from the Dooleys who all won the, the hurling All Ireland Dooleys. For hurling, the hurling Dooleys, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he obviously, I think his father was Indonesian or something. But a uh, brilliant backstory. The thing on the 42 the other day, if you get a chance, go and read it. But it was uh, uh, just incredible stuff. And you wonder, I mean, just there's clearly nobody there giving him any advice at all. But anyway, long and short of it is he's in the academy now in Ulster and they're loving him. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great story. Yeah, brilliant. Good, good player as well. He did well the other day. Yeah, yeah, he's certainly a prospect, yeah. Yeah, he was playing in the centre up to a couple of years ago, and he had big brutes uh, first. He went from six foot two to six foot seven in the space of a year. <laughs> <laughs> they moved uh, quickly, moved him into the second row. So, I wonder what the drug yeah, testers in stuff. looking at that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think the old drugs are much good for your height. Whatever about the rest of you. Yeah, but, uh, what if yeah, they've been yeah. feeding you? Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's some growth sport, and sure, all the changes mm. physically as well, like to be yeah, turning yeah. yourself into a professional rugby player as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. overall, Chris Ulster themselves, great progress. Just there's a steady yeah. plan in progress there. They're getting better, and it's great. I like that. Like you said yeah. the other night, that match was savage until the cards, um, and that's what you yeah. want. You want Leinster going up there and the two teams running ragged like it was a test match. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I really think I absolutely agree with you. I think Ulster Academy have done great work in the last, you know, two, three years that there's definitely, certainly in the backs, anyway, there's, you know, a load of good young lads coming through that they just need game time now and experience because, uh, yeah, they definitely have what looked like the raw material. So, yeah, God willing, they'll go well. And I think your man, Dan McFarland, done a good job as well. He seems to be a steady pair of hands and Ulster's always been a difficult place in kind of back room and upstairs has always been a bit challenging so um, I think they seem to be in a good place at the moment so yeah, yeah. And it's good for everybody Yeah Dan is an interesting man in front of a mic as well he doesn't really hold back there's no real filter there um, which is which is probably refreshing to see as well you can <laughs> you read his face straight yeah. away what did you think of the cards Dan? <laughs> and the eyes yeah. shoot up to heaven like you know exactly what's going yeah. but um, yeah no yeah, yeah. great progress with Ulster now. yeah um, Champions Cup Chris the draw was made during the week um, so Leinster if they want to do it get the fifth star they have to do it the hard way Toulon and then a possible semi-final if they win that against uh, the Exeter Chiefs the reigning champions or Leon. <sighs> <laughs> At least they have a, they have a home uh, game to start anyway against Toulon. Um, yeah, I, I fancy them there. I don't think Toulon are setting the world on fire um, okay. in the top 14, are they? No, not not the last couple yeah, of years. So but I'd, uh, yeah, I'd fancy them there now, to be honest. And um, look, extra chiefs, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. But <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, England are in a spot of bother now, um, overall, and Exeter Chiefs are obviously a big part of that. So England desperately need to win this weekend. So that will um, certainly change the dynamic. But certainly as regards the European draw, look, I mean, I think one game at a time, you'd be happy enough to get too long at home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Monster's task might be a little bit more challenging. Yeah, Toulouse have really sort of... 
stepped it up yeah. the last few years, Chris. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, look, that'll be, that'll be tough. But, um, yeah, look, it is what it is. So, I, I yeah, look, I, I mean, one would be fair, Munster on their day are well able. Um, yeah. That home or away, that's in home. that's a home draw, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. look, that's a big help. So, I'd, I'd to be honest, I'd nearly fancy both of them to go through, absolutely. Minus crowds now as well, which is uh, which is really yeah. hard thing to fathom for the Champions Cup. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it does take a bit of the edge, it does take a bit of the advantage away from Thomond, all right, that's for sure, absolutely. Yeah, so, um. So that's all to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're non-stop rugby now between Six Nations Pro 14 finals um, and two rounds to run off still, including the one against Seabray uh, with Tim Corkery coming on. And then Champions Cup. And then we'll wait and see what happens to the Lions, Chris, because at this yeah, stage, exactly. it, it could be, yeah. Kenny RFC could be hosting it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um yeah, who knows? Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, well, the only way it'll happen now is if they stay in the UK and Ireland. So, and then it's a question of whether there's an appetite for that to happen. But I think TV will probably dictate that there's money there to do it. So, I would think it's probably at this stage more likely than not that there will be a Lions tour that will happen in the UK. Um, and hopefully one over here, but I don't know. The idea of the Lions tour on our own back garden is, is a pretty cool one, and I've always thought about it. Um, like, whatever about travelling to South Africa to watch it is exciting enough, but um, can you imagine the crack in the Aviva Stadium, the, you know, the Lions versus New Zealand? Um, it'd be immense. Yeah, but I don't think we won't be allowed. How many will get in? <laughs> you know, I mean... Yeah, you're fair. looking when, when is that that's July is it yeah, July yeah. August yeah so I don't know we might be in a situation where you get 10,000 or you know 15,000 in there but you're unlikely to be in a scenario that we'll be able to fill the place absolutely but, um, yeah look I mean it'll be interesting to see I mean I was actually in Australia we went on the last um, South African Lions tour as a family, it was absolutely unbelievable trip of a lifetime stuff. But um, you just, I mean, if you're a player, this is what you dream of, given that there is so little, there is, sorry, there is so little opportunities to travel and tour like there used to be maybe back in the amateur days. Um, you know, as a player now in the professional era, you'd be absolutely heartbroken if you didn't get to go to South Africa and see that part of the world as a as a Lions tourist or as a Lions player, I should say. So, you know, I'd have massive sympathy for the guys if they don't get to go. But sure, look, I guess a tour playing with the Lions jersey on your shirt, maybe it might be better than nothing, you know. That was former Leinster captain Chris Pym. I'm Stephen Byrne and that's it from the Knock On Rugby podcast on scoreline.ie. Don't forget to visit scoreline.ie for more on rugby and of course if you're into your GAA we've got the Clash Act, all things MMA and lots more. Talk to you soon. (laughs) 